from the Gospel according to Luke. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on will all ages call me blessed. The, the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things, the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped Israel, his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. Who doesn't know the Magnificat? It is a very beautiful canticle, the exaltation of Mary, an exaltation of thanksgiving. The Church recites the canticle every day in the evening prayer of the office. Today, while I was reading again this passage, I was asking myself if my soul is like Mary's soul, a soul that magnifies the Lord, a soul that rejoices in God my Savior. I was thinking a little bit about my prayer. When I put myself in front of Jesus, when I'm in his presence, how is my soul? Is my soul magnifying the Lord? Is my soul proclaiming the greatness of God? Magnifying the Lord means saying to God, you are great, you are omnipotent, you can do everything, you are my savior. You are not an abstract Lord, but my Lord, my savior. Perhaps we lost a little this personal and intimate relationship with Jesus. Sometimes uh, we are aware of his presence in front of us uh, and we may even ask him something or even thank him something, uh, thank him for something we received. However, we do not exalt in him, we do not rejoice in him, we do not say to him how beautiful it is to be with you. Do we say that? How beautiful you are for me, you really did great things for me. You really did great things for me. A thanksgiving prayer is a prayer of exorcism. Why? Because the evil one cannot give glory to God, cannot give thanks to God. The evil one only blasphemes. So, when we are in situations in which we cannot pray, in which we experience aridity, or we feel that we are unable to talk with God, we don't have any motivation anymore, let's start from a thanksgiving prayer. Simona saw exalt in the Lord. Simona saw is proclaiming the greatness of the Lord. We can put our name there and saying to God, my soul is proclaiming your greatness. Why? Why should I magnify the Lord? Why should I give thanks to God? First of all, for the gift of life. All of us receive the gift of life from God. All of us are alive. 
And so we can give thanks for the gift of life, but we can give thanks for all the things that come with it, all the gifts that we receive from his hands. But the greatest gift that we receive from God is our ability to talk with him, to be in his presence, to stay in his presence, to stay with him. The very fact that uh, we, we can be with him should be the one reality that gives us an incredible exaltation. And so I suggest to you today what I try to do today myself. I suggest to you, I suggest you to ask the Lord in prayer if uh, I am very happy and joyful when I'm in his presence. Do I cherish the time that I'm with him? Do I desire to be with him? And so I can ask him, Lord, give me that desire. I want to be with you. I want to enjoy your presence. The psalm of today echoes uh, this passage that we Uh, read from the Gospel of Luke. My heart exalts in the Lord, my Savior. He has swallowed up my enemies. I have swallowed up my enemies. I rejoice in my victory that comes from God. The Lord puts to death and gives life. He casts down to another world. He raises up again. It is a very beautiful psalm that really reminds us of the Magnificat we just read. There are many enemies in our lives, there are many richest people in our lives, there are many arrogant people in our lives. In reality, we are the one, we are the richest people, we are the arrogant people in many situations. And what does God do with, with us when we are like that? We think that he wants us to suffer, He wants us to experience punishment, but instead he just let them go empty-handed. The proud, he let them go empty-handed. And what does it mean this? That many times when we are faced with the big problems of our lives, like suffering and death, we are unable to give any answer. We lack the wisdom of leaving everything in God's hands and not trying with our thoughts to understand these realities that beyond, is beyond us. And so God scatters the proud in their conceit. I like the Italian version that says, God scatters the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. We are used to think that is the mind The, the faculty with which we think, and it's true, it's true. But many times uh, uh, our mind uh, gets mixed up. We are able to trick ourselves. We are able to rationalize things uh, in such a way that we justify ourselves, but uh, in a wrong way, in a, in a way that uh, excludes us from the truth of our lives. So, not only the mind thinks, but even our heart thinks. When we think about, about our heart, we are not thinking about uh, uh, the source of uh, feelings, uh, emotions, uh, but we think about the essence of our reality, the essence of our being. And, uh, uh, and the heart uh, doesn't get mixed up. If we listen to the depths of our heart, we will know 
the reality of God and we will know our reality in front of him. We will know the greatness of God. We will know that with him we can be great because he is the one acting in us. He is the one living in us. And in these days of uh, the last days of, of Advent, we want to cultivate an attitude of thanksgiving, giving thanks to God for the gift of life, giving thanks to God for the, all the gifts that come from Him, and especially giving thanks to God for our uh, ability to talk with Him, the, the ability to pray. And we want to ask Him, Lord, come. Come, Maranatha, teach us to pray. Teach us to love, teach us humility.